sustainability is here to stay and will only have much bigger focus in the coming years. We used to say that years back sustainability was nice to have, but today sustainability is definitely need to have for companies. Consumers are demanding it, uh, their business partners are demanding it. It's all the way around. Your business must be sustainable. Welcome to Mindful Businesses, presented by Sarani, and I'm your host, Vidya Ayer. In our podcast, we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today, we have with us Michael Stauschhorn, CEO and founder of Sprout World. Make the world sprout. Michael joins us from Copenhagen, Denmark. Welcome, Michael. And I apologize if I mispronounced your last name. Thank you very much. And no, you did it perfect. So in the business world, pre-COVID and probably again in the very near future, things look hopeful in general. We will be able to attend in-person conferences, trade shows, events. And we are all guilty of doing this picking up branded promotional items, maybe a keychain, a t-shirt, a mug, a pen drive that we really don't need, but definitely want. How large is this branded merchandise industry? Oh, that's a huge business. I mean, in the US alone, it's a billion dollar business every year. It's used by all kinds of companies uh, for their promotions. So it's big. It's very big. I think in the U.S. it's about 24 billion. That sounds about correct and probably more or less the same uh, in uh, Europe and probably again (laughs) the same in Asia, uh, for instance. It's a huge business. To define promotional branded merchandise, this is what we get when we go to trade shows. We get the pen with the name of the company or a logo, or we get maybe even a plastic bag to put the seminar materials. And most conferences and even most businesses have to do this to promote their business. And there's really no way of getting around it. I feel that what has contributed to the explosion is the minimum quantities, right? So if I order 200 pens versus a thousand pens, the price difference is almost half, you know, so I can get pens for, with my name of, say, Mindful Businesses, with my logo for anywhere from eight cents to 15 cents. And this has caused an explosion, right? Because I order far more than what I need. That's true. I think the the biggest problem with the promotional industry over the past uh, 20, 30 years, whatever, is that it has been all about quantity instead of quality. Companies uh, wanted to reach as many people as possible. And in order to do that, you needed to pay a very low price, which means you often purchase cheap key hangers from China or USB uh, things or just very cheap T-shirts. But fortunately, over the past uh, few years, it has become very much a focus of companies to purchase more sustainable uh, merchandise, which is of a much higher quality and which makes a much bigger difference to the world. So it makes much more sense to purchase, uh, let's say, 2,000 pieces of 
something that is sustainably made rather than 10,000 pieces of uh, plastic ball pens. Because the problem with plastic ball pens, for instance, is that we have over the years received so many different plastic ball pens with logos on them. And so what happens is you receive another one, either goes straight to the garbage bin or you bring it home and it goes into a drawer where you have a uh, hundred uh, different logo plastic ball pens uh, already. It just doesn't make any impact on the receiver. What is the impact of all the excess that we consume? It's an enormous amount of plastic, for instance. Let's just take again the plastic ball pen. Every day, 24 million pieces of plastic ball pens are produced and sold all over the world globally. 24 million pieces per day. That's a lot of plastic ball pens that are most likely never being used, just goes to the garbage or being thrown out, adding to the plastic uh, problems we already uh, have around the world. So it's a big problem when companies are going for quantity rather than quality. And also, if I'm a business person, I'm planning an event, I'm going for a trade show, I want it fast, so it needs to be mechanized. And for mechanization, you need the volume. So it's Kind of a self-fulfilling proposition uh, towards our goal of being not sustainable. It is. Uh, I mean, uh, the problem is to, today we all need uh, the things in a hurry. We are not very good at, uh, at planning. And that fortunately means it's difficult to get uh, things from, let's say, China, for instance, because that takes long. That makes it a lot better for companies like my own, Sprout World, that is actually doing production in USA or in uh, Europe which means we can do very fast uh, deliveries most of the time. You know, people have been talking about plastic straws for now four or five years and have switched to paper straws. And that is still only, I want to say, 500 million straws every day. The other impact is probably a little less. I don't want to minimize the other impact, but pen has so many different components, which can be a pollutant even more than a plastic straw. How come nobody talks about uh, plastic pens? Because you have the ink, which is bad for the environment. You have different kinds of plastic, and then you have a metal often, you know, in the beginning or the end, and maybe some other parts, depending on how cute you want to make it, maybe a rubber sleeve. So how come I haven't heard about the figures that you were just telling me? That's an interesting uh, question. I think one of the reasons why we are talking a lot about plastic straws is that a lot of us has seen a video with a, I believe it was a, a sea lion, which had a, a plastic straw stuck in a nose or something. I think it was the turtle. Sorry, that was a turtle. And that video went uh, viral. Suddenly there was a lot of attention on plastic straws. But in fact, I mean, plastic straws these days, I think they're not being used that much anymore. I mean, I go to uh, my local uh, sushi uh, restaurants, they serve drinks and it's uh, paper straws. So in all this, items like the plastic ball pen has been forgotten because it's just something we receive uh, all the time and then we use it to take notes and then we uh, throw it out, we forget it, we lose it, uh, whatever. So it's interesting uh, that the plastic straws has gotten so much attention, but the, the plastic ball pens, people are not aware how many are produced and sold uh, every day. So you're in Denmark. How did you come across this product? There was some research at the MIT labs? Exactly. The, the Sprout pencil, which is a pencil uh, with a capsule at the end uh, containing seeds, which means uh, you write with your pencil like you normally do. Uh, then you have a stop left, which you would generally throw out. 
But with a sprout pencil, instead you plant the stop, you water it the first time you, uh, you water it, the capsule will dissolve in the soil, in the pot, and uh, you will, the seeds will come out and you'll be able to grow it like, uh, like any other plant. It can be a cherry tomato, it can be sunflower and so on. Originally, uh, it's an idea from three young students at MIT in Boston. I came across it when they put it on kickstarter.com, crowdfunding uh, site. And I thought it was a brilliant idea because back then in 2013, when I founded Sprout, sustainability was something everyone was talking about, but it was very difficult to actually put words to or to illustrate what sustainability was all about. To me, the Sprout Pencil was uh, brilliant because it illustrates how you can take a product, you use it for its original purpose. When you're done, instead of throwing it out, you use it for something entirely different. In the case of the Sprout Pencil, you literally give it new life by planting it. And to me, that's what sustainability is all about. And it's something that both children and adults, everyone can understand uh, sustainability uh, when you look at a, a Sprout uh, Pencil. So you feel more than just being sustainable. You want to pass on the message of being sustainable as part of your message. That's everything what Sprout World uh, is about. It's not so much the product or the products. It's about inspiring others to make small changes, uh, small things in their everyday life, which when you add it all up, it can actually make a big uh, impact because sustainability can very often be um, very overwhelming to us as persons. I mean, how can we uh, save the climate? How can we make sure the ice bears don't uh, pass away in the Arctic? That's very difficult for us to understand how we can act on. But if we break it down, use the salami method, we cut it into smaller pieces, then it's much easier for us as individuals to act on and to do something. And, and that's what we want to do with the Sprout Pencil and with our products. That's to inspire people to make these choices in their everyday uh, life. So what did you do before you started Sprout World? Did you have another business or a job in which kind of groomed you to this sort of thinking? Yes. Originally, I uh, started working with um, Merck Line, the big shipping line. I was uh, transferred to uh, Asia and uh, worked in the shipping business for three, four years in Asia when I got offered a job in the garment uh, clothing uh, business. So I started working in Asia with apparel clothing production. And back then, uh, that was in the mid-late 90s. The workers' conditions in the factories were horrible. I mean, really, really bad. And actually, uh, I was working with Nike and Walmart, uh, big American companies, and they were starting to put focus on um, how can we make sure that the workers get better conditions, responsible production rather than just production uh, for the money. That's when I started to understand that it doesn't have to be very expensive to make a difference. I mean, you can actually do responsible production without uh, increasing your cost a lot. It doesn't take that much. And from there, I started uh, learning more about sustainability and how you could do responsible production. And when I returned to Denmark, that was about 10, 12 years ago, I started uh, working with big companies to make them uh, understand how you can actually uh, purchase uh, responsible, you can do your production responsible. And as uh, time uh, passed on, moved on, 
sustainability became a bigger issue uh, for companies. So uh, I started out in the garment textile business, then went on to consulting. And then that's when I uh, encountered the Sprout Pencil back in 2013 from the young uh, students. And I actually, one year later, purchased all the rights from them. There's a patent behind the Sprout Pencil, as well as the global uh, rights. And um, everything has been uh, going very fast from there. So what are the products that Sprout World has? It's first and foremost our Sprout Pencil, which is our uh, core product, our hero product. We've sold more than 30 million pieces of Sprout Pencils since the beginning, and we sell in more than uh, 80 countries around the world. Beside that, we have also, of course, the Sprout Color Pencil, which is very popular not only with kids and children, but also with companies using the color pencils in their logo color, and they all get the Sprout pencils engraved or printed with their logos and so on. But the thing is, we actually have a patent that covers writing instruments you can plant. Several years ago, we started to look at how can we expand on that patent? What does the patent actually cover besides just pencils you can plant? And uh, someone, uh, the company came up with the idea of makeup pencil you can plant. And we've been working on that uh, for several years now. We've been working with all the major cosmetic companies, the major makeup pencil uh, producers. And we're actually launching uh, next month, uh, February, our Sprout plantable liner, a makeup pencil, which is 100% natural, which has a natural formula and which is um, allergy certified and which you can plant and that's a huge market the makeup uh, pencil is uh, tapping into so it will be a sprout world eyeliner pencil which is hypoallergenic or you will be making it for say l'oreal or still as branded merchandise that will be uh, not branded merchandise we're actually uh, launching it under the sprout brand so it'll be the sprout uh, liner which we will uh, sell on under our own uh, brand but which will also be available for uh, collaborations with uh, large cosmetic uh, companies for instance but it will first and foremost be launched uh, under the sprout brand uh, which is a trademark uh, also of course and that will be tapping into a completely new market because that's a pure consumer market. And it's a 11, 12 billion pieces a year market at least. It's a huge, huge market when we talk about uh, makeup liners. The funny thing is that when we originally uh, had the brainstorm and someone came up with the idea, Sprout is for some reason about 80% female employees and only about 20% male employees. So when we had the brainstorm, one of the female uh, employees said, why don't we make a, a makeup pencil you can plant? And I said, uh, I think that's a horrible idea. I mean, uh, who's going to buy makeup pencils you can plant? And how many makeup pencils are people actually using? And uh, they were all laughing at me. And one by one, they put their handbags on the table, the meeting table. And uh, the one who had the most makeup pencils in the handbag uh, had 10 different ones. The one with the lead had uh, only three makeup pencils in her handbag. So I thought of, um, I said, okay, I, I think you have a point. Yeah, you had to retreat really quickly. Exactly. I had to admit that I had absolutely no idea about makeup pencils and the market size. How has the pandemic affected your business? So for instance, there are no trade shows, everything is virtual. Even if I'm wearing a mask, I always 
when I go out, I always do up my eyes, for instance. So do you think the makeup pencil is kind of timely, though you didn't plan it? You were probably planning it way before the pandemic. Yes, indeed. But you are absolutely uh, correct, because uh, even if people do a lot of video meetings uh, nowadays, and, and probably also after the pandemic, women are using eyeliners on the video. So I think it's very, very timely. I mean, our business, of course, was affected in 2020 because a large part of our business is promotional B2B. And like you said, a lot of events and so on has been postponed until later in 2021. But the point about the Sprout Pencil is that we sell in so many different sales channels. And what we've seen is, is a spike in companies purchasing the Sprout Pencil for virtual events, for instance because they still want to do goodie bags and uh, send uh, goodie bags to their employees or to conference uh... participants. Exactly. We've also seen a lot of companies selling uh, online or uh, supermarkets doing promotions and so on. They're using Sprout pencils to promote their sustainable uh, agendas. So initially we were hit by the lockdowns around uh, our major markets and companies not really knowing uh, what was going to happen. So 2020 meant that uh, we actually uh, maintained the same revenue as we did in, in uh, 2019, which considering everything, uh, I'm very, very uh, grateful uh, for. We are more or less uh, doing the same business in 2020 as in 2019. And what I see and what I believe is that once the pandemic uh, is over, there's going to be a lot of traveling. There's going to be a lot of events, conferences, and so on. And that's going to spike up, increase again, the demand for the, the Sprout Pencil. The whole mindset of people has changed. People want to be more sustainable now because they've seen the impact of not wasting, not driving more than you need to, the impact it has on the climate, on the wildlife, and just the skies, for instance, in different countries, especially from where I am, Bombay, India, for the first time they've seen blue skies, like maybe in decades. So people will steer to products which are more mindful and sustainable. I absolutely agree with you. Sustainability is here to stay and will only have much bigger focus in the coming years. We used to say that years back, sustainability was nice to have. But today, sustainability is definitely need to have for companies. Consumers are demanding it. Uh, their business partners are demanding it. It's all the way around. Your business must be sustainable. It cannot be uh, black anymore. What we also hear from all our customers, all our partners and so on, is that let's say before the pandemic and uh, some years back, sustainability and CSR used to be something that was handled by one person or a small department within a big company. And they were really struggling to make marketing, uh, procurement, uh, management, and so on, understand that sustainability was the way uh, forward. Uh, what we hear now, what has happened during the pandemic, is that management boards of directors, they are actually demanding that their companies focus much more on sustainability. So the sustainability requirements are coming from the top down now, rather than from the bottom up. And that, I think, is very important. So a typical pencil, say we take your black pencil, what is it made of? 
The typical uh, graphite pencil, it's uh, sustainable wood, first of all. It's uh, FSC certified wood. A sustainably harvested wood means that every time we cut one tree, we plant at least one new tree to balance out. A fun fact is that our spruce pencil, we have a broad pencil with spruce seeds. So if we cut one tree, average size tree, we can make 175,000 pieces of sprout pencils from that one tree. And from that 175,000 pieces of sprout pencils, you can plant potentially 175,000 pieces of new trees. I mean, that's sustainability as it, uh, at, uh, at its uh, best, in my opinion. The rest of the sprout pencil is all 100% natural. The core is made from clay and graphite which is uh, natural materials. The capsule is plant-based, and the seeds we use are, of course, uh, premium uh, non-GMO seeds from either Europe or from uh, USA, depending on where our production is. So it's all 100% uh, natural. So what we commonly call lead pencils actually have graphite in them and not really lead. Usually, uh, yes. I mean, that there's lead in pencils is an old um, old saying. There has never been lead in, in pencils. There's a problem with a lot of pencils from certain countries where they use, for instance, harmful glue to attach the graphite to the wood. But uh, you don't have lead in, in, in pencils. And what kind of glue does Prout World use? It's uh, 100% uh, natural. It's, uh, it's a vegan uh, glue. What we do is we constantly test our uh, product and, and we have the certifications, uh, it's called EN71, which means it's harmless to children and adults and everything. So everything we use is, is 100% natural and we source only from Europe or from USA. So everything Sprout Pencil is made from is produced or is from Europe, for instance. So how do you manage to keep the cost down? How much does your pencil cost? If you go to our web shop, for instance, uh, our own web shop at uh, sproutworld.com or to our brand store at uh, Amazon, you purchase a five-piece pack for €9.95. So that means uh, one Sprout pencil uh, will be uh, about €2 per piece in retail online. How would you compete with dollar for 10 pencils by... uh other brands. We, we don't look to uh, standard normal pencils at all. It's a huge market, but that's not our competition. Because if people are looking to just have a pencil, they'll just buy a pencil. What we are selling is the learning, the experience of having something that's sustainable. It's something that a mother can give to her child to teach the child about sustainability, how you can write and color with your sprout pencil. And once you're done, you can plant it and you can grow your own uh, basil uh, or or sunflower or cherry tomato. So we don't look to standard uh, normal pencils at all. That's a totally different product. So what are the different types of seeds or plants that are available with Sprout World pencils? Our standard uh, range is uh, we have the herbs, which is like uh, basil, thyme, sage, and so on. We have the vegetables like uh, cherry tomato. Uh, You can grow beautiful cherry uh, tomato. I even uh, do that at home also. And we have the flowers like forget-me-not, daisy, and uh, carnation, for instance. And especially, let's say, forget-me-not flowers are very, very popular. Because when we do that for a company, for instance, who doesn't want to give away something that says forget-me-not and uh, is from Disney or is from 
IKEA or Porsche, for instance, is a very strong message that you give out merchandise that will grow a forget-me-not flower. So people don't throw it out. They will actually remember that they came from you. Yeah? I love gardening and tending to plants. Uh, but what about someone who's not a diligent or attentive gardener? What is the success rate of your seeds? It's very high. First of all, we use uh, premium seeds, which means they're all tested and they have high germination rates between 60 to 90 percent germination rate. Seeds are organic uh, things. So, of course, uh, there can be a seed that doesn't grow, for instance, that that can happen. But to counter that, we add a lot of seeds inside each capsule. And we also make sure to use seeds that are easy to grow and seeds that germinate uh, fast. Because when you plant a sprout pencil, you want to see germination within a week or two weeks maximum. Otherwise, we are very impatient people, right? So it has to be premium. It has to grow fast. And um, it, generally what we do is that from the very beginning, I'm not a very good gardener. I don't have what you call green fingers at all. Actually, I can destroy a plant anytime. So very often I'm asked to test new seeds. And if I can make them grow, anyone can make them grow. So that's sort of the test <laughs> for the sprout pencils. Yeah, if Michael can do it. Anybody can do it. Only thing that we now need to is teach you how to use an eyeliner pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really a funny business uh, because it, it's a huge business, but it's something that I, as a man, uh, really don't have a clue how to use and uh, or, or how to do. But the thing about the Sprout eyeliner, that is actually something that I, as a man, would not be afraid to purchase as an everyday gift to uh, my wife, uh, for instance. I would never dare to buy a normal eyeliner. I know I would uh, <laughs> mess it up, buy the wrong brand or the, the wrong color or whatever. But with a Sprout eyeliner, I think you will not be able to go wrong because even if your spouse don't use that particular color or, or something, she'll still like the gift because it's a sustainable thing that you can actually plant after use instead of just throwing your line out. So I think it's something that we men will actually uh, not be afraid to give to our spouses as a, as a gift. Part of sustainability overall, you know, in our whole world, our environment, our earth, is to consume less, right? So how do you balance your business mission of being sustainable and selling promotional essentially products which i really don't need how do you balance that mission and for you also you need the not as much a volume but you do need this a reasonable volume of business to be profitable how do you kind of juggle those two very contradictory objectives to me, it's not so much about consuming less, but much more about consuming responsible. And to me, there's a big difference between purchasing 10,000 pieces of plastic ball pens or purchasing, let's say, uh, four or 5,000 pieces of uh, sprout pencils. There's a big difference there because the sprout pencil doesn't harm the environment in any way. It actually, uh, on the contrary, it's harmless and it teaches you about sustainability and how you can make a difference uh, to this world. So to me, my business is not contradicting to the fact that we should consume less because I'm not sure we should consume less. I just think we should consume much more responsible and much. we should be more conscious about what we are purchasing. And uh, if we purchase and consume more consciously, it, it will make a big difference uh, to this world. You must have heard of this terminology called swag. 
stuff we all get. It's an American terminology. I'm not sure if it's used worldwide, where when you go to an event, you get these freebies, the promotional branded material. And I was at an event where people came literally with grocery bags and they stopped at different booths to collect swags. They didn't even pick up the literature. They didn't even talk to the uh, people at the booth. They would go grab a pannier, grab the pen drive there, grab a ruler and keep moving on, filling their bags. How do you educate people to not abuse this? And how do we kind of tell people, yes, I'm here as a business. I would like you to take home something that will make you come back to me as a business owner, uh, remind you of my business. It doesn't serve the purpose in the end, right? The business person has, he thinks he's given out, you know, a thousand pens, but maybe only 200 are actually people who are interested. So how do we educate the people and the businesses? I think that's uh, coming back uh, very much to the quality before quantity. I'm very much familiar with the term uh, swag, and I think it's a horrible, not only term, but uh, thing, because that's exactly what happens, like you describe it. People go to a trade show, they're giving uh, 10 different uh, ball pens with 10 different logos, they get a t-shirt with another logo, uh, they get uh, tons of keychains, and what happens, they come home, they put it in a drawer, never to be used again. To me, if you want to uh, make a real impact and to be remembered, you must go for items that are not only sustainable, of course, but items that people actually want to use when they come home. And again, of course, I have to use the example of the Sprout Pencil. We get a ton of feedback every day from people who purchased online, who received from their customer or partners. The Sprout Pencil telling us that they are extremely excited to write with a pencil to use it. And they almost, they cannot wait to uh, write it down so they can plant it and grow the basil or, or thyme. And that's the kind of swag you want to give to people. The kind of swag that people, they cannot wait to use. And I think when you look at the 90% of the swag you get at American or European trade shows, it's something that, that is never used once people leave the trade show. And that's a waste of money. I agree. I agree totally. It's all about education and uh, Sprout World is doing its part, educating the consumers and also giving an alternative, a sustainable alternative to the business owner who wants to give away these promotional merchandises to its potential customers. What are your future products? You said the business should probably pick products which are useful for the potential customers. What are the future products do you think you could? What is very important for me is that there's IP behind our products, meaning there should be patent uh, trademarks and, and uh, uh, generally uh, protection because I, I don't want to become a trading company or a reseller of other people's uh, stuff. So when we look at our patent, for instance, just to take the writing instruments you can plant, we have the pencil, uh, now we come up with the uh, eyeliner. The next one that would be covered by our patent also is exactly what we've been talking about today, the plastic ball pen. I want to innovate, to develop a 100% sustainable ball pen, a ball pen that does the same thing as a ball pen does today, but made 100% 
biodegradable so that you can actually plant it also. My dream is that we develop plantable ball pen. That would be a, a huge market again to uh, tap into. So you have convinced some big business owners to give out Sprout World pencils, for instance, Toyota and I think Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, Disney, uh, Ikea, Porsche, all kinds of big brands, Bulgaria, uh, uh, and so on and so on, yes. So Mindful Businesses has had several businesses from Europe on our show, from Netherlands, Germany, and now from Denmark. There seems to be an overall higher level of adoption of sustainable practices socially, in business, and in legislation. How important do you think it is for legislations or even maybe just governmental guidelines for sustainable business practices? I think uh, what I see in uh, Europe and within the EU is that there's a lot of focus on uh, sustainability and uh, switching to green ways of doing things. I mean, going from black energy to green energy, for instance, switching from diesel cars to electric cars and so on. Governments are putting up targets by 2030. Uh, we need to have X number of uh, electric uh, cars and so on. But sometimes uh, you can also be a little bit uh, worried that it's more talking rather than, uh, than action. But I believe that there's, uh, I mean, Europe as a region has uh, a lot of uh, focus and attention to sustainability and probably more than, than for instance, uh, USA, as an example. There, there's a big difference uh, in rules and regulations, which also makes it very difficult for many businesses to, to understand what can you do uh, in one country uh, that you cannot do in, in another. It would be so much easier if the if the world agreed on the same set of uh, regulations. If you had to give one message to a business owner as we open up, as the economy, the world opens up and we have more of the events, if there's one message that you have to give a business owner, a potential customer, what would it be? It's that even though right now it can be difficult due to the pandemic and a lot of businesses are very uh, hard hit, so right now, uh, maybe you are mainly focused on uh, your economy, uh, survival of the business and so on. But looking a little bit further uh, ahead and still this year also, you cannot get around uh, sustainability. You must uh, look at your business and look very hard at your supply chain, your products, uh, how your products are made and from what materials. You must strive to become uh, sustainable because that's what the consumers demand and that's what your customers uh, will demand. We see it more and more. We feel we are 100% uh, sustainable or doing the right things. We still must be uh, documenting and certifying uh, all the things. So, no matter what kind of business you are, sustainability uh, must be part of your business. Now, on that positive and hopeful note, thank you very much, Michael Stoutsholm of Sprouts World. He joins us from Copenhagen, Denmark. Thank you very much for, for having me. It was uh, fun and it was my pleasure. Thank you again. You're listening to Mindful Businesses with Vedya Ayer. If you're a creator of a mindful brand or would like to recommend a mindful brand to be featured on our show, send an email to info at mindfulbusinessespodcast.com. Subscribe and listen to us on your favorite podcast listening app. 
remember to rate and review us. To learn more about this and our other episodes, check out our website, mindfulbusinessespodcast.com. If you learned a thing or two on this episode, share it with one friend. This is Vidya Iyer with Mindful Businesses.